Businesses now have completely different expectations of training delivery. Before the pandemic, your clients were happy to pay you to spend a day or half a day on site with their people. But now you have to deliver a training and facilitation experience under a completely different set of circumstances. You and everyone else, me included, is behind a laptop screen or camera. And because your customers are open more than ever to remote collaboration, you need to master tools like today's tool, Miro. And I was blown away completely when I first saw Miro in action. It really made me question the value of delivering presentations in PowerPoint online remotely. This is exactly what Miro does and more, much, much more. And the students I delivered a Miro presentation to recently were not expecting anything like the power of Miro. And today we have a guest on the show whose name is Isman Tanuri. He's based in Singapore. He's a Miro specialist and he's going to help you to get started with Miro today so you can absolutely revolutionize your next workshop delivery. This is episode 128 of the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark Garrett Hayes. This is the Training Business Podcast. This is the show for freelance trainers, for freelance facilitators, training business owners, training consultants just like you and me all around the world. Every Thursday, we have an episode of this podcast, the Training Business Podcast. And the goal of this episode and every episode is to help you to start to grow and of course, to scale a profitable training business. We have a guest today from Singapore on the show. His name is Isman Tanuri. He is a specialist in this fantastic platform called Miro, and Miro is going to really blow your mind. Isman, hi, welcome to the show. Hey, hello, Mark. Thank you for having me. You're speaking to us live from Singapore this morning, and you're an organizational development consultant who focuses on business agility, and your business is called Elisan. What kinds of organizations work with you? Uh, so uh, in, in pre-COVID, uh, I work a lot with corporates, uh, regional ones, global ones, uh, across different industries and sectors, really, because, uh, you know, with the way the world is going, with the changes that, that is happening, uh, you know, everybody needs uh, an opportunity to reflect and see how they can grow and uh, as an organization and become better at, 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 you know, at working in a complex environment. Uh, but Post-COVID, I've got lots of government organizations that are actually looking at how to uh, to become more agile, so to speak. Yeah. And that's something we both share. We're both uh, qualified in agile. I think you're with Scrum Alliance and I'm scrum.org. Um, so for people listening, what is agile in your, in your definition? Uh, agile is common sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no magic bullet to agile. It's just some of the things that... Uh, we we are too busy to think about you know uh, sim- simple concepts like you know if you work too uh, you know if you work too much you have you're suffering quality so how you know uh, you should reduce the work so that you can build up your quality uh, and you know and the idea that you know, things like multitasking that just invites trouble to <laughs> to work so how do you how do you not multitask so so again agile is, to me is, is simply 
having a common sense to slow down and work on things that matter, prioritize and focus and do it well. Hmm. So what kinds of organizations would need help with what you serve and offer them? I, uh, so it hasn't, you know, it, it's been my journey with Agile, at least from a consulting perspective, has been across different uh, types of organization. It could be in corporate, uh, uh, traditional ones like fast food, or it could be in technology. And, and I've, I've worked with schools as well in terms of the, uh, the mindset of the educators. So as long as the organization is impacted by technology, by the adoption of technology, uh, I'm happy to help in the sense that, uh, you know, in, in a lot of ways, Agile, adopting Agile is because we haven't been really successful at doing digital transformation. We have, we have been buying all this technology, but we are not using it well. And, you know, we have ended up being, you know, overworked. We have ended up being, having too much work, you know, uh, being 100% on all the time. And, and that is harmful for health. That is harmful for teams and organization to kind of like develop themselves. And, and simply Agile is a way to, hey, you know, let's put a check on the technology. Let's focus on the people and how we work. Mm. So how is the need for remote collaboration changed how you train your clients? So interestingly, it's, it's kind of has been growing since, uh, let, let's put it in the context of the pandemic. Uh, I think when, when it first happened, people simply just, hey, you know, we can do the same thing as how we've always been doing in the office. Uh, it's just that we are all remote. But increasingly, you know, we found that uh, the challenges of working from home and everybody being distributed and the lack of boundaries between work and personal life, that that has pushed or that has encouraged many organizations to actually, hey, I think we need to do this differently. I think we need to reconsider how we work. And a lot of my focus these days is around helping leaders or team managers to kind of like understand that we cannot work in the same way as how we've always been doing, especially now that we are remote, especially team members are distributed or in a kind of like in a, in a hybrid arrangement. Some, at, some are in the office, some are at home. So how do you bridge this, this gaps? How do you, you know, how do you make people still feel connected while, while remote? Uh, and, and that's where, you know, a platform like Miro, that's where the idea of being able to facilitate as a leader is, is becoming a key part of my uh, of my job or, or the ideas that I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with my clients and, and the training that I'm doing. So it's one of many tools out there, but I think Miro has got to be one of the best for helping you as a trainer to engage with clients. How long did that take for your customers to adopt and adapt to this remote collaboration tool, Miro, which we're going to spend this morning talking about? Uh, to be honest, it, it doesn't take long. As long as they have a great experience on it, uh, being led by someone who is familiar with the tool. So, so let me let me give you give you an example. Uh, in in March last year, I was supposed to run uh, a workshop in Singapore for an organization that has a global footprint. So their young leaders uh, were invited to Singapore to come together to be part of this leadership program, and because of the pandemic, that got uh, cancelled. So what happened was, you know, they were like, uh, oh, let's postpone this, let's postpone it. I think we went up to uh, like about two postponements. 
And I kind of said, hey, would you consider doing this online instead of like postponing your program? We should consider doing it online. And one of the things that I was doing uh, when the the crisis started was I was giving you know lots and lots of uh, free training, lots and lots of exposure to my clients. Hey, come and join me for you know ninety minutes. See what you know. So see how I'm doing training. Uh, you know, uh, experience it. And the the person who actually hired me uh, at that organization said, oh, "Wow, let's try this online." So and we did. So we 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 ran a two week uh, leadership program online. Uh, at least most of my sessions were run uh, were run on Miro, and, and and they love it. They see its value. And at the end of the program, they were asking me, "Hey, hey, Isman." Can we do 2021's program? And and they wanted it in November 2020. That's how much they love the experience. So again, it's all about how do you expose your clients to this, the idea that uh, it, it's probably just as good doing it online uh, as, as you can get in person. Was there a steep learning curve for you in terms of adopting the tool, figuring out how to use the interface and figuring out how or which user cases would, would complement your clients' needs? Uh, I think as with any tool, as with, with any, I mean, and the first time you use Microsoft, right? It's, with everything, there's always kind of like a steep learning tool. Uh, I, I've never used Miro or anything like that before March 2020. So it's it's all about you know figuring out things, and 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 and, and here's the thing: when 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 I discovered Miro in twin, uh, March 2020, Miro wasn't like how it is today. It it, it started as a a team collaboration platform, but I'm using it as a, a facilitator, as a trainer. So, so there were there, there were no features that could you know support me as a trainer. But the, the, the beauty was that you know uh, Miro was open to you know to suggestions. They were taking uh, you know taking quest or uh, requests on hey what 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 feature would you like to to do training? So that totally helped. And why I've been with Miro, or at least I've been, you know, spending my time using Miro a lot, is because of this commitment by Miro to actually support the training community, the facilitation community, and, and that has been quite a beautiful relationship uh, so far. Yeah, I'm just thinking of what I've been doing in the last 24 hours. I was working with a national museum over here in Europe, and I was taking the team through how to train people using remote collaboration tools. Now, for people who are familiar with with Google and G Drive, there's a program called Jambo, and it's free. Um, and it's extremely simple to use. It isn't as feature-rich as Miro, but if that's a great place to start to get um, you know, started in, in the concept of remote collaboration, it's really amazing what you can do. You can literally share your screen. You can get people to move sticky notes around. You can draw shapes. Um, it hasn't got all the advanced features that Miro does, but if it's something that uh, people feel needs to be done or can be used to help their clients, it's a great and cheap place to start. There's something else called Mural. We'll not go into that because that's a, a different tool, but it's there's quite a lot of these tools emerging because the pandemic has changed how we train people, how we coach people, how we engage with people. Um, so... If, if we think of the ways that adults learn, there are three main ways, visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. So obviously, if we're just training people through Zoom, we're missing something. They can see us, they can hear us, but often there's no 
way to really get involved in, in the lesson by using their hands and their mouse, etc. So let's think of, of ways that, you know, someone who's a trainer or coach listening to this could use Miro. And I've a list of things that I've come up with. And the first thing is, is workshop planning. You can literally design a workshop on a screen and you can do this live with a client and get them to co-create what that workshop looks like. Um, you can use fishbone diagrams for problem root cause analysis. If you're a consultant, you can help organizations uncover maybe inefficiencies and design a path to improve things. Um, obviously, you can use it as a business model canvas, so you can discuss strategy with a customer of yours. You can co-design a business proposal, maybe. Um, obviously, storyboarding uh, mind maps, that's a great tool or a great idea for something like Miro because Miro also has some ready-to-go templates which you can use. Uh, we'll talk about the Miroverse shortly. Um, customer journey maps, engaging meetings with clients and colleagues. What are your favorite ways to use Miro? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> as you mentioned. <laughs> so, uh, so as as you you mentioned, I, I want to go back to your other question uh, around you know uh, like using Jamboard. I, I think you know it's, it's a simple tool, yes, but I think the bigger picture here is. Uh, why do I, why, why did I start with Miro? Why did I start with something like Miro? Is is the idea that everyone who is in the learning experience or in the workshop has the ability to contribute to the conversation or to contribute to the learning with their mouse and not simply just by, like you said, by by listening or just by speaking, but actually creating something, you know, on on in, in a shared space. And I, I think that brings. A totally different dimension to the learning experience. Oh wow! Uh, so, so one of my best uh, favorite tricks to do with Miro is, uh, I, I I kind of like leave some of my slides. So, so, so I do. I can run an entire two-day workshop or a four-day training, ex- exclusively in Miro. So my, my slides are in there. Uh, the the you know the conversation space are in there. Like you said, you know all these templates are in there. And it's all run. So one of the great thing about that is that there's no confusion. Like, oh, I'm switching between PowerPoint. I'm switching with Slido. <laughs> That's true. It drives me nuts having to switch. All the yeah. Time. And 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 I've had, you know, I've had experience where you know participants were trying to click on Zoom to use a Miro, <laughs> a Miro bot. So that is hard enough. So so one of the things that I I, I really like to do is like uh, I I intentionally leave some of my slides blank. Or, you know, I ask a question uh, as part of my lecture, so to speak. And, and they are able to contribute to the answers. And, and, you know, with a group of 10 people, they all have the answers. They know what, what are the answers. So, so you, how do you draw this knowledge, insights, the collective intelligence uh, into the space? And, and I think that's one of the beauty of, of Miro. You know, people are actually contributing to the learning and they are also creating knowledge at the same time. And this is often a trouble with with Zoom, and I've had this. I'm sure you've had this at some point um, since last year. It's this this phenomenon where people are physically present, but they're mentally somewhere else. They're looking at at you, but they could be on Facebook, and you've no idea what they're doing. So with Miro, you're going to get people to engage with the screen and to to almost want to get stuck in. And when I've used um, you know cross collaboration tools like this, I'm amazed how people are just enjoying themselves. They're, 
They're coming up with suggestions. They're even amazing me what they come up with. And they've got a sense of control, which is huge. Whereas when a, a trainer is dominating a conversation through Zoom, it's all about them and what they see on their screen. And we're missing something here. Um, so what, what are the tips that you would give someone who's a first-time facilitator and wants to use software like Miro to engage their audience and also to offer this to their clients who may not even yet believe that we can offer a, a learning experience like this remotely? Where would a trainer start? Uh, so to get started on Miro, you know, uh, Miro is free. Miro is free up to three, uh, three bots and, you know, the tools are all there. So, uh, you know, you, you don't even have to pay for it. So uh, that's nice. <laughs> you know, again, sign up and discover it for yourself. Uh, but when you are ready to kind of like get going, you know, delivering training or workshops, uh, here are my top tips. OK, you have to prepare uh, mentally, be, be mentally prepared that you have to do a bit more preparation uh, as opposed to doing things, you know, uh, uh, in in a room, so I say spend at least you know double the time that you used to do because in in the mirror space it's not it's not static it's dynamic so there, there's simply many things that you can put it into space you know based on imagination how do you translate uh, say uh, a retrospective that you've always been doing in a classroom how do you do that online. Or you know uh, a daily stand up. How do you do that in a mirror space? So, for people listening are thinking, well, what are we talking about? Uh, retrospectives and stand ups have to do with how we'd run an agile project meeting team. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just in case someone goes, what are these guys talking about? What is a retrospective? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the idea here is that you know, think about how are you going to translate that uh, experience that you've always been del delivering in a classroom in a uh, in a virtual space. I, I think that's truly important. Uh, and, and I always say, you know, as with any new tools, it's all about using it as much as possible. Uh, again, you know, it's, 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 it will not come naturally to you. But again, with time, you'll get better at it. Uh, and, and one of the things that I, I, I did, you know, in the early days, and I'm still doing it these days, is to join as many sessions as you can uh, uh, for to observe other trainers or facilitators. It's good if they are using something like Miro or Mural or Jamboard so that you can observe how they lead you through that experience, through that journey. And then you can pick up the tips and the things that you shouldn't be doing. And, and that, that to me is, is valuable. But again, uh, you know, be, be open to, to investing in that time to learn. So taking your first two points, effectively, you can start for free. You can sign in with Google. So if you've got a Google account, you just simply log in through Google. Um, and also if you're using Slack, which I am, unsurprisingly, Slack allows you to integrate Miro into your Slack collaboration channels, which is brilliant. Um, if you've got, say, a team, you're running a team working with other trainers in, say, some kind of collective, you can use Miro through through Slack. And, and, and Google Drive and MS Teams, it, it's their, their, their existing integration. And the upcoming integration is with Zoom. So, in fact, um, Miro is being prepared to run in Zoom. Okay, so wow. So, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it. So, <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Uh, and, and that will help, you know, uh, and, and that should should help your participants to kind of like not be too too afraid of, you know, of using multiple technologies. So, it's all going to happen in 
uh, in Zoom at some point. And then, of course, there's the there's the academy, isn't there, Isman? There's an academy, academy.miro.com, and that's for people listening who are perhaps wondering what this looks like and where to start. And there's a getting started with Miro um, free training and a designing a workshop and running a workshop. I think uh, there are two videos in, in the in the academy, and and they're all for free. So you know, go go to uh, academy.miro.com as you mentioned, and also the uh, there are plenty of YouTube videos on the Miro official channels and lots and lots of uh, how-to videos. There are also plenty of videos uh, where you can observe other speaker, trainer, facilitator delivering uh, an experience using Miro. Uh, so I've, I, I, I had the opportunity to speak to uh, to be part of the Miro Global Conference last year. So we ran a session for about 90 people. And this is a live speaking event uh, at a conference where it was interactive. We actually used Miro for it. And it's on their YouTube channel. Uh, so again, you know, observe others. Uh, there's also the Miro community. Uh, you can ask questions. You can find inspirations. There is possibly a local Miro user groups around you. I, I believe there's a, a few in in EMEA, so you can join them and uh, you know you can you can attend free learning sessions or free uh, uh, sessions where you know uh, experienced users are are sharing their their expertise on on using Miro as well as facilitation. So plenty of resources out there. And I suppose people might say, well, hang on a sec, um, do I really need Miro? Um, I think that's the wrong question. In some respects, things will not go back to the way they were. From now on, there are huge efficiencies in in teleporting or beaming into someone's office without having to physically go there from your perspective or else having to take them away from their desks. And I think many organizations, thanks to tools like Miro, are convinced now that there's no point having someone in the office on site and and having people away from their work for eight hours. You can literally make the case now that Miro has changed the way we we train people, we facilitate meetings, we we run workshops. It's not going to go back. So as trainers, we have to develop the skill set and and learn how to use tools properly, like like Zoom and, and Miro and, and Mural and Jambo and Slack and on and on. It's 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 becoming a real digital skill set that we have to have as trainers, right? Yeah, and I, I can let, let me add on to that. So uh, I cannot tell you the number of times people or clients who've joined my training actually bought their own Miro accounts to to use it at work. Uh, simply, bec- simply because they, oh wow, this is like a great space to do, uh, you know, business canvas or like a project kickoff with my team. Uh, you know, I, I should be earning lots in commission by now, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and 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 simply because they discovered that, oh wow, this is a, a, this is a place where everybody can come together, uh, work on something uh, visually, have a single source of truth. And 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 then and they can revisit again and again. It's almost like what I call uh, I, I call it a, a technology as a room. You know, like like software as a service. This is technology as a room. So literally, the the mirror space is a room uh, that that kind of like you know help the team or, or colleagues to come together and be kind of like present in in one space. Uh, and, and that's the beauty of it. I, I think that is. That, that is essential, especially that now we are mostly remote and uh, some are in the office, some are online. That, that's kind of a, a new thing that we, 
that I feel like my clients appreciate. So coming to that, it's a great point, actually, uh, Isman, which is from a commercial angle. We're all the time, obviously, looking for some way to separate ourselves from the competition. How do you market yourself and your training in such a way that people think, hey, this guy's using uh, Miro and uh, this is different? So we obviously have to be protective of our market share as trainers. How do you get people to see you as different because you're using Miro? Uh, so again, I, this is this is this is uh, a, a market or industry where it's it's mostly driven by word of mouth. I'm pretty sure you agree with, with me, Mark. Yeah, and and what gets around like you know, oh, wow, you know, uh, Isman's experience is completely a different. It's a different level to it. Like you know, it's 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 it's, it's, it's simply getting everyone involved and and people talk about that. So that is kind of like my big age to. Uh, you know, to to using Miro and how how clients uh, can appreciate what is different with Isman. At, at the same time, I am developing, uh, I, I'm, and this is this is one of my new brand. It's called the facilitative and visually engaging leader, which is Faith Leader, uh, and and this is the idea around work is going to change forever. So, you know, we, we're hearing stories about, you know, uh, some organizations are, hey, we are going mostly remote, you know, forever. So, so how do we, how do, so in my case, I, I focus on leadership and business agility. So how can leaders, while they're away from the office, while everyone's remote, uh, continue to help their people grow, continue to help their people develop? Simply, you know, my my uh, what do you call it? Uh, my age here is that I can teach you many ways to do it in terms of being a facilitative leader, but I can also tell you that hey, there is a tool like Miro where you and your team can come together and and do you know different things and do do things differently, and you can you know help them develop. You can help them uh, you know learn new skills, create a, a better bond among each other. So, so it's, it's thinking about how can you evolve your content? How can you evolve your uh, training program to include what I call this, uh, again, back to that training uh, uh, technology as a room. So if you can insert that technology as a room concept into your content, into your training program, I think you'll find great benefit from, from doing that. And you're an official Miro expert. So that means you've, you're recognized by Miro as someone who's a thought leader. And I guess that's also a, a technical advantage or commercial advantage to you, to your business, that you can market yourself as an official accredited Miro expert. If someone wants to, or aspires to recognition by Miro, or even to become uh, an accredited expert with Miro, is that something we could do? Uh, not not at this moment, but I'm pretty sure that is in the uh, in in the plan. But what you can do if you truly want to become part of the experts community, there is something called which you mentioned earlier on Miroverse. Uh, it's miro.com/miroverse, as in universe. That's where you can contribute your templates or you know something that you have created on Miro. Uh, you know, submit it, use it. Uh, you know, uh, uh, give it, give access to it to millions of people around the world, and show it to your clients. Hey, I'm published on Miroverse. This this is what I've been doing, and this is kind of like my expertise. Uh, and, and and that will truly help you stand out among facilitators, among other trainers. So you could literally take, you could create something on the Miroverse get the URL for that and then use this to uh, reach out to your 
prospects and say, look, this is what I'm doing right now. This is what your teams need. And, and this is how it would work. And here's a, here's a concept or a proof of concept of how we could run this upcoming, I don't know, sales training or communication skills or resilience training or leadership training. Um, check it out and, and let me know what you think. Yeah, or create something bespoke uh, on a mirror board uh, with your content, with the flow of your workshop and, and send it to your client. Also, so back to your earlier point about uh, using Miro as a way to have conversation with client on developing a training workshop or things like that, that's kind of like a great way to show them, hey, this is a platform. Do you like it or not? And you you get them to experience it while you're having discussion over, you know, about the program. We could talk for a long, long time about this. We've, we've, we're coming to the end. How can people find out more about Miro and, of course, about you, Isman? Uh, about Miro, so simply you know, go ahead to Miro.com and uh, sign up. It's it's free. It works on a Chrome. You don't have any. You don't have to download anything as long as you're on a Chrome or a Firefox. It works really well. So try it out. Uh, so about me, so uh, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's Isman Tanuri, T-A-N-U-R-I, or also my website, uh, AllisonPartners.com. Allison as in E-L-I-S-A-N. AllisonPartners.com. That's right. How, how do you say? How do you say that in Irish? Is there like a equivalent? I, I wouldn't even try. People would think I was speaking some Martian language or something. <laughs> ask, ask me another time over a coffee. <laughs> uh, Isman, thank you so much for being my guest at the show on this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for the opportunity to speak and have a chat. My sincere thanks to Isman Tanuri for being my guest today here on the show on the Training Business Podcast. And you can find more about Isman and his services on allisonpartners.com. His business is, of course, based in Singapore. And you can reach him on LinkedIn as well. That's I-S-M-A-N-T-A-N-U-R-I. Thanks to you for your time today, for listening in to another episode of the show. And of course, you've got great ideas for episodes and content. I know that because you keep emailing me. So please keep those ideas, suggestions for guests, for content topics coming to my inbox and my email directly is mark at trainingbusiness.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice, be it Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. And if you wouldn't mind, can I ask you to subscribe to the show right now? There's no cost to you, but it means the world to me because it helps the ratings and of course helps other people to find the show in what is these days a very competitive space in the podcast world. Please email me with any suggestions you have. And of course, I welcome critique. Any comments you have about how we can make the show even better will be taken seriously. And I read my emails personally and respond individually. You can find a fresh episode next Thursday. So until then, look after yourself. Keep training, keep selling, and keep safe. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Go to trainingbusiness.com and subscribe right now to be notified of great competitions, upcoming VIP episodes, and amazing special offers to help you succeed in your training business. See you next time.